Welcome to TED In Your Head, the 10-minute podcast created exclusively to help you eliminate bad habits and success-limiting fears and beliefs so that you too can win at life and business. Your host is Ted Moreno, certified hypnotherapist and high-performance coach. On this show, we tackle the trash and talk some truth to transform your mind. Let's check it out and welcome your host, Ted Moreno. Greetings and welcome to another episode of the Ted In Your Head podcast. I am your host, Ted Moreno, certified hypnotherapist and high performance coach. This podcast is all about helping people let go of self-limiting beliefs and transforming their minds. Today, we're going to have another episode of the Ted In Your Head interview series, where I interview experts in personal transformation. Today, my guest is my friend and colleague, Adriana Avila, licensed marriage and family therapist. She specializes in the area of grief, and she's a certified grief yoga instructor. Through yoga movements, Adriana guides individuals to express grief through movement, breath, and sound. Helping others heal and find peace during difficult situations is her purpose. She is EMDR trained, and she's worked with survivors of sexual abuse, suicidality, trauma, and intensive programs. She's passionate about her work. She is a compassionate therapist. And in her spare time, she runs, does yoga, reads, hangs out with her dogs, and spends time with her family. Welcome, Adrienne, and thank you so much for being on my podcast. Hi, Ted. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. And how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Beautiful weather here now in Southern California. Yes, it is beautiful. Nice for a nice run. (laughs) Yes, I know. I actually started running this morning and... (laughs) I have yeah. to be very careful, right? Because I'm kind of like a little bit older than you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, let's let's get into this, you know, because um, the reason I asked you onto my podcast, uh, not only because you're like really cool and, and, you know, obviously a great and compassionate therapist, but, you know, grief yoga is something I've never really heard of. Okay. Mm. So we're going to talk about that. But the first question I wanted to ask was, what moved you to specialize in grief as a, as a therapist? Yes, and that's a great question, Ted. Um, it's a long story, so I hope we have some time for it. <laughs> I will make it, I'll, I'll make it concise. Uh, so what moved me to specialize in grief uh, was, of course, my own grief. I, I really wanted to understand my, my grief. Um, my upbringings did not really encompass having open dialogue about grief, yet alone emotions. Um, So I encountered death at a very young age with my great-grandparents passing away. Then in middle school, my uh, maternal grandfather passed away. And then when I was 17, um, my paternal grandfather passed away. And that one hit me like a wave crashing on my life. Mm. That one was very significant to me. I was 17. Um, I, I vividly remember, uh, being picked up from high school, right? So I was 17. I was going to high school and this is how much your body remembers, which I will get more into when we talk about the, the Greek yoga aspect of it. But I, I vividly remember being picked up and, uh, my mom saying, um, my mom not saying anything, actually getting to, to our home. And I saw my dad all dressed in black. And he said, I need to go on a business trip. 
that didn't sit well with me. I said, he's dressed in black. He looks somber. Something's not right here. So he left with all his siblings. I go back into the home and my mom comes into the room and drops the news to us. Your grandpa Jose had a stroke and he passed away. What do you do with that? Right? At 17, that's all I heard. Your grandpa passed away. We didn't talk about it. He passed away in Mexico, so I didn't go to the ceremony. So to me, it it wasn't settling in, right? Because I wasn't seeing, um, you know, the ceremony and the burial and all of that. So my mom says that. 17, I don't know what to do with it. I'm alone with my emotions. I'm the eldest of my sisters, right? Um, Culturally, we don't really talk about it. So I'm left alone to really deal with it. So what do I do? I get really busy. So I started coping by uh, going to uh, after school activities, school clubs. Uh, I started working at a very young age when I was 17. So I was working a lot. So again, I just kind of like started coping by being really busy. Um, It was not until grad school. I was in my courses and especially my grief class. We were journaling and all these emotions started surfacing, right? It was just an experience of like, what's going on? Intuitively, I knew there was my grief. It never went away because it never does. Mm. It, it stayed there with me. Um, so even if I you know, kept running away from it or was busy, there it was in my face. So in grad school, that's when my my healing journey, my healing process began. And I really wanted to understand this grieving business. Mm-hmm. How do I grieve? What do I do? What are these emotions? Um, so now I'm 35. I've done a lot of healing, uh, whether it's therapy, whether it's retreats. Um, you know, it it really started my my grieving process. And recently. I came across grief yoga. And that was another powerful moment in my healing because there I was. You know, I was at a David Kessler retreat, which is where I get a lot of my trainings from too. He's a well-renowned grief expert professionally and personally. Uh, So I get all my trainings from him. And here I was at a retreat learning from him, like processing my grief, et cetera. Um, And Paul Denniston comes in and engages us. And Paul Denniston is the founder of Grief Yoga. He engages, he engaged the class in a grief movement class. And there I am sitting doing movements and an emotional release comes up that I thought had healed. And I had such a healing, powerful moment that after the class, I went up to Paul and I said, how can I, how can I learn this? How can I gift this to others? so it can help their healing process. And the rest is history. And here I am now as a yoga instructor and as a grief movement guide as well, too. Well, you know, that, that's really powerful. And thank you for sharing that because there's a, there's a lot in there. And one of the first things that, that struck me is, you know, I think your experience of getting very busy and repressing what you're feeling, I think that's very, very common mm-hmm. for us in our American society. You know, and, and having a funeral or, or a celebration or a ceremony is, you know, that's a, that's a sanctioned way to express grief in, in a collective way. But, you know, what, that lasts maybe a day? 
mm-hmm. right? And 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 you didn't even have the opportunity to do that, right? Yeah. And uh, so I, I think uh, probably a lot of people can relate to that, like just pushing it down, but at some point in their lives realizing, oh, you know, it's still there, such yeah. as you described. Absolutely. Um, maybe you could tell us a little bit about like, what is grief yoga and how does that help? Yes. So uh, as Paul Denniston has um, in his website, griefyoga.com, he, he talks about the mission of grief yoga. So it uses movement, breath, and sound to release any pain and suffering to reconnect back to the love. So it's really a tuning to your body, being present to the pain, and allowing anything that's stuck in the body to be released with movement, breath, and sound. And movement, breath, and sound is because it allows you to really express without words what you're feeling internally as well, too. I mean, research shows that a lot of our emotions get stuck in our body, kind of like I was talking about, you know, going back when I was 17, right? And a lot of what I felt then, I felt in other moments as well, too, because my body was keeping score of experiences that I've had before. There's even a book called The Body Keeps Score. Hmm. And research shows that there's a lot of emotions that really get stuck in our body. So grief yoga really allows one to be mindfully present to our pain and move through it. So we're not letting go of anything because sometimes it feels like, do I need to let go of the, the love or the memories? No, it's just really allowing you to move through it. And what Paul created was, um, he calls it a compassionate transformation. Hmm. So it's, it includes four different cycles of compassionate transformation. It includes awareness. It includes expression. It includes connection and it includes surrender. And each of those, uh, each of the awareness, expression, connection, and surrender, it encompasses different moves that allows you to move through each, through um, through each of the cycle. So are you okay if I talk about each one of them? Yeah, yeah, because the next question I was going to ask is, what's the connection between movement and releasing grief? So yeah, please continue. Yeah, so so awareness, what it does. So the compassionate transformation that Paul talks about is, first you go through, through awareness, right? So the awareness aspect of it is, it deepens the breath to quiet the mind. Reason being is because a lot of the times we are in here in our brain with thoughts of should have, could have, regrets, if I only would have done this, if I only would have done that. So it keeps us a lot cognitively. So to move from our thoughts down to our emotions, we start with awareness, right? To create that safety of quieting the mind. So uh, in awareness, we, we notice where pain lives. Gently, we start noticing and moving the body. Where does pain live in our body? So it's a, a mind and, and brain connection. Where does tension live in our body? Where does pain live in our body? Where does grief live in our body? Anxiety, mm-hmm. fear, etc. So there's a um, exercise that I like to, one of many exercises, but are you okay if I share it? Of course. Yes, please. So it's called the neck release and you could do it with me too, Ted. Totally up to you. Yeah. So how I guide people through this is again, the intention is to really uh, bring up that oxygen to our brain, 
right? Because when we're breathing, it brings that oxygen to our brain to help calm down our nervous system. Mm -hmm. So from a seated, comfortable position, you bring your ear to your shoulder, chin to your chest, opposite ear to shoulder, and just drawing large circles at your own pace, rotating opposite ear to shoulder, chin to chest, opposite ear to shoulder, and then bringing it to a stop and then going the other way. Opposite ear to shoulder, chin to chest at your own pace. Just noticing you can find your own pace, go as quickly or slowly as you like. Whenever you're ready, you can bring it to a stop. Take a deep breath in and deep breath out. And after that, I'll ask, what are you noticing? Mm. What are you noticing? If there's tension living in your neck, you know, your shoulders, et cetera, it starts kind of like allowing you to be attuned to your body and connecting you to your body. Mm. How did that feel, Ted? That's the awareness part. Well, I definitely needed that for sure. <laughs> Okay. So, so that felt good. And uh, interestingly enough, um, there was a time in my life where I really realized that my neck was really locked up and I, I would spend a lot of time just doing exactly that. And mm. then I would notice all this emotion coming up yes. and just like very, and I would do it very slowly and, and, and you know, just felt uh, not only emotional, but physical release. Of course, I didn't know what I was doing. Mm -hmm. uh, but I just felt like it was a good thing to do. And I got a, a greater range in my neck from doing that and just kind of like I'd shudder and then sometimes I'd feel emotional. So mm -hmm. it's a powerful thing, uh, what yeah. you just uh, demonstrated. Yes. And I like to share at the beginning of my classes too, Ted, that anything, I'm, I'm your guide. I'm just guiding you through all these exercises, through the practices, through the questions. I'm your guide, but it's important that you listen to your body, right? Right. The pace that you need to go. Do you need to take a break? Do you go slower? Do you go faster? Is that an exercise you skip, right? So I really am mindful to really allow others to feel empowered that they, I'm their guide and they can choose to do whichever exercise they want to, and they don't have to do any they don't want to either. Got it. Okay. So yeah, that's pretty fascinating. Um, and we could spend a lot of time talking about the mind-body connection. We could spend a lot of time talking about how emotions get stuck in the body and what that means, you know. And we're talking more about an energetic kind of thing, right? Yeah. We'll save that for another podcast, yeah. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Um, so, 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 where did you get your grief training, yoga, uh, grief yoga training? And was that the same as yoga training, or were those two separate trainings that you went through? Yes. So all my grief yoga training has been uh, through Paul Denniston. So okay. the griefyoga.com. So he's the founder of grief yoga. So he is the one that has created uh, the grief movement trainings. So he has two separate trainings. He has a grief guide movement training, which is for those that want to learn these skills, but don't have a yoga certification or yoga training. And then he has a uh, teacher yoga training. So that's specific for yoga teachers. Okay. So I took both because 
my yoga journey also began with this grief movement experience that I had. So I went and, and took my yoga classes and became a yoga instructor to then become a yoga grief yoga teacher. So you're not only a grief yoga teacher, you can t- teach people to deal with grief through yoga, but you can also just teach basic yoga. Correct. Right? Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> That's really awesome, man. That yes. is just so cool. So, um, so aside from taking, you know, your grief yoga class, aside from somebody actually like taking the class, yes. how can, how can people experiencing grief, uh, use movement to deal with grief? So you just demonstrated kind of some, some head and neck rolls. What else can people do to use movement to, uh, to deal with grief? That's a great question, Ted, you know, because, um, I want to also say to, to do any kind of these move, this grief, uh, movement, grief, yoga, you don't need to be a yoga expert, right? So you don't need to know how to do yoga. There isn't anything that we're doing in regards to flexibility or strength building. It's more about the inner aspect of it, the emotional liberation, right? So I just want to also share that and other ways to move through grief, um, because symbolically, when there is, when we're going through grief, we really need to also get moving, right? To move through. So we're not stuck. And um, part of it is walking, a simple walk, a mindful walk, walking. Um, you know, if you exercise, if you run, if you jog, um, activities with your children, uh, with your family, just anything that requires some kind of movement of your body. So again, in grief symbolically, so we could get moving, you know, it can be doing jumping jacks in your home and it can be stretching anything that allows the blood flow to flow through your body. Hmm. So what you're saying is if somebody's experiencing grief, uh, any kind of movement will help them to process and deal with that grief, you know, yoga, even if it's not grief yoga, but just yoga, walking, jogging, any kind of physical movement. Even if it's just a mindful walk, it doesn't have to be like an all out, you know, breathing hard kind of thing. Even just a, a nice walk can be helpful to, to yeah. deal with, with grief. Yes, because a lot of what you're doing when you're move, moving is you're grounded to the present, right? So if you're running, you're present to the run, you're present to the walk, you're present to your exercise. So it grounds you back to the present. So that's very helpful in that sense. And you know, research shows that it also increases our happy endorphins. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. So, you know, we didn't really uh, uh, talk about this question, but um, uh, I wanted to get your, your, your sense of uh, where you think we are as a nation in our collective grief. You know, um, it seems to me that we're, we're grieving uh, so many things, you know, not only the loss of our fellow citizens and, yes. um, you know, of family members and friends who are mm-hmm. grieving the loss of so many other things, you know, our, our freedom to go out and hang out with people and our freedom to come and go as we please. And uh, not only that, but our, you know, certainly freedom from fear. You know, it's been a very fearful time. Nobody wants to get sick. So, you know, do you have any thoughts on that? Yes. Yes. So collectively, and David Kessler talks a lot about this as well, too about the collective grief that we're all experiencing. Um, like you mentioned, you know, collective grief in regards to not being able to 
go see our friends, to, you know, go to a restaurant, to celebrate, to even, you know, when there is a death, to not have the rituals that we're normally used to having, right? right? That that's had an impact of kids not being able to see their friends at school or um, after school activities or um, sports or, you know, the collective grief that a lot of our first responders are also experiencing, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So what, what do you think it's going to take for us to to deal with this? I mean, I, I know this is kind of an off the wall question, but um, I mean, obviously, this is going to have an impact on our country, like for the foreseeable future. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and are you talking about what one can do individually? Is that. Well, I think that's kind of where it starts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, just really being mindful of within as well, too. What is it that. Um, you know, or how are we grouped? Because sometimes we're very unaware that something is uh, grief, right? So sometimes we are unaware that maybe we are grieving that we haven't been able to spend that time with right. family or that we haven't had that ritual of somebody that passed away a few months ago, right? So all of it for me really starts with awareness. Okay. Being aware of where is the grief? Is there something we're grieving? And if so, what kind of support do I get for that grief that I'm experiencing? Hmm. Wow. Wow. That's just uh, like a whole nother side to grief, you know, the movement of the body and all of that. Yeah, that's really, really valuable uh, stuff there. So, um, you know, how can people get in touch with you if, if they want to talk more or find, get more information or work with you? Uh, how can people do that? Yes. So they can reach me at uh, Adriana at soultenders.com. So that's my first name, A-D-R-I-A-N-A at soultenders.com and email is best, but you can also call me at my office number, which is 626-360-2974. So that is my office number and that's my email. And I will be starting two uh, grief movement classes starting in May. So I will be having uh, it'll be eight week. Each group will be eight weeks and we will go to, through different cycles of compassion and transformation. So transforming guilt, uh, to grace, anxiety, to peace, et cetera, through the, the movements okay. with everybody. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be, so currently you're doing these classes, um, remotely like over zoom or Skype or whatever, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. All my classes are remotely. Mm-hmm. And I also have, a. I have grief movement classes, and then I also have uh, grief groups that don't encompass the grief yoga as okay. well. Mm-hmm. And then you, you see um, uh, people individually as well, um, and you do that remotely as well. So if somebody wanted to come to you because they're seeking psychotherapy, uh, they could contact you uh, for that as well, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. So individual groups. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and you're located in Southern California? I am, yes, I am in beautiful Monrovia, California. <laughs> yeah, I used to live in Monrovia. It is very beautiful, yeah. It is, yes, but I, I, I'm being very biased here. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking some time to, to come on my podcast. I know you're, you're very busy, and I sure do appreciate you taking the time. You know, one of the things I've I've always admired about you is 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 your compassion and your your very gentle nature. And certainly, um, you know, if, if we weren't friends and colleagues, I would go to you as a psychotherapist because uh, 
you know, <laughs> I really do think you're a very professional and compassionate person. So, um, so thank you so much for being on my podcast. Are there any last words uh, you want to put out to our listeners? No, I really thank you, Ted, for having me um, with such an important topic that I feel we sometimes don't really talk about. Uh, so it's really, even with this collective grief that you're talking about, a grief is coming a lot more to the surface of being talked about. So, you know, the, that healing journey will continue. And if you need some support through that healing journey, I am here. So please feel free to, to reach out. And thank you so much for your kind words, Ted. I really, I really embrace them. Okay. All right. Well, thanks again. And everybody, uh, you have that information. And if you didn't catch it, uh, you can get in touch with me at tedmoreno.com and, and I'll provide that information for you. So, uh, so everybody take good care of themselves, stay safe, and we will see you all soon. Bye, everybody. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Ted In Your Head. If your bad habits and limiting fears and beliefs prevent you from achieving the success you want, it's time to take out the trash, talk some truth, and transform your mind. To learn more about how Ted can personally help you win at life and business, visit www.tedmoreno.com. That's www.tedmoreno.com. Thanks to Dimitri Rosti and Isaac Taylor for their help in producing this podcast. See you next time on the Ted in Your Head podcast.